BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. All right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, dogs and cats, gerbils and ferrets. It's another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. I'm coming to you joyfully uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm back at my mom's house for the week. I just got back from Mexico. Touched down just uh, a hot second. A little bump and a skip ago. A bump. Don't know why I said that. It's because I just came back from Mexico. Did not do cocaine there. Was offered it many times. We'll get into that in just a moment. I got plenty of south of the border, absolutely nots. And uh, we're going to get into some of the, you know, the goals for 2020. What we're trying to accomplish. What we're trying to not get, you know, in trouble with. I don't know. We're doing the most, not the least this year. But I do want to ease into the year. You know what I mean? I got to catch my breath. We all got to take a second. You know, I, I this is the thing. I always start my workout regimen in February. I don't even fuck with January. This whole dry January to me, to be honest with you, is an absolutely not personally for me. You want to know why? Because towards the end, I decided I am not going to abuse alcohol. You know what I mean? I think I was working so much towards the end. I didn't really drink that much. Went on a lovely vacation to Mexico, but really kind of chilled. Wasn't hitting the nightclubs, the discotheques, if you will. I was really having a couple margaritas and truly trying to be in bed by 8 p.m. every night. Sometimes I was in bed by 2. It all depended. We will get into the entire Mexico trip. But for those of you who are really just going dry, bone dry, cold turkey, hot turkey. I don't really like cold turkey. Well, no, I like cold turkey. I'll tell you one thing I can't do. I cannot reheat meat. The next day, if you take chicken or turkey, any kind of fowl, really, and you try and reheat it, it'll taste like plastic that was sitting in a public pool for too long. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you were to lick the underbelly of a child's floaty that had been sitting out in the sun in a YMCA public pool. That is what chicken or any sort of poultry tastes like. So I hope you're not going, I guess, you know, go cold turkey. Don't go hot turkey on me because that's disgusting. I mean, listen, if you, if you have a drinking problem, like, you know, if your family's abandoned you, you know, they've threatened to take away 16 of your, your cats that you're hoarding because you're drinking so bad, then great. Yeah, absolutely. Dry January. You know, then that means you actually have a physical, like horrific problem. 
you know, if you're losing friends, if your job hasn't called you back, then for sure you need to be participating in dry January. But for everybody else who's put this crazy pressure on themselves to, you know, not going to drink, to me, it just makes me crazier. But what I've realized as an immature adult is when I go out now, I just enjoy myself and don't black out. <laughs> crazy concept. But if you can go and and just enjoy your life, have a glass of wine or two and really go to be around people in good company instead of feeling like you have to have 16 Jaeger bombs before you go out, you'll be fine. Now, I understand that most people are doing dry January because they're like, okay, if I don't drink, then I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to have anything to deter me from stepping into my my health and wellness goals. But I got to be honest with you. I think we get a little cray cray right out the gate. For me, I don't really start my week until or really my new year until about the eighth or ninth. And I don't know if it's because I'm a middle of the, you know, second week kind of gal in general. I always get stressed out on the first bills are due. You know, your credit cards do. I just kind of ignore that. Even like when I didn't have money, like I've always just pushed bills to at least the 10th, you know, stretch it, see how far I can stretch it before they collect at your front door before they find out where you live. So for me, I really plan on doing zero regimen, really starting, kickstarting any sort of new year program until about, you know, actually I might stretch it to the 15th and that's where I'm at. Speaking of the 15th, LA, I'm coming to do two secret shows. They're not secret anymore. We're doing two industry pop-up shows, uh, the 15th and the 16th at the Improv in LA. Of course, it sold out in like 0.3 seconds. I am so appreciative for everybody who came. I said this on the last podcast. I'll say it again. If you're coming to those shows, I need you to just be decked out, ready to go, down to clown, having a good time. There are going to be people there in the audience. And this is not like I'm like planting people, but there will be people in the audience who could possibly make or break my career. So if you see somebody in a suit, said this, I believe last time on the podcast, see anybody in a suit or somebody who looks like they got drugged to the show, I want you to just go up to them by, you know, the bar and say, hey, you need to give Heather McMahon a show. She's ready to be a mega fucking star in 2020. And and I'm going to manifest that for you. You come find me after the show. Tell me what you need me to do. If you need me to go to your law professor and say, listen, Ronnie, we're done. Either you give my girl Claire an A or I'll burn down your house. By all means, I'm ready to do it. I'm here for you. You're here for me. I'm so excited to do the shows. And y'all, for everybody else in LA, we are playing a huge theater in LA. It's coming this spring. We have not announced it yet. Hang tight. We're coming to Chicago. We're coming to Boston, Minneapolis. I mean, all over. We're literally doing 40 more tour dates in all new cities this year. I don't know why those just came to the top of my mind. All of Texas. We're hitting more parts in the South. I mean, we're doing literally everywhere. So hang tight. Stay tuned to everything on Instagram and on this podcast. I will be announcing tour dates as they come. I'm excited to get back on the road, but I'm also excited just to have some time in LA to do the damn thing, doggy. You know what I mean? I am so friggin' excited to work. And I think, you know, we've been out on the road and as a comic, that's just like, that is what literally like sets my titties on fire. You want to give me an automatic, like hot flash to my pussy, allow me to perform. And that's what makes me happy. But it's interesting the way that we decided to do these two little shows. It's truly because if you don't know what pilot season is, pilot season is basically, I mean, it's so fucking stupid, but it's where they start to cast for all the new shows. Not only am I trying to sell my own show to a network that I wrote and um, have obviously created, like this is my little angel baby nugget. I really want to come off from the momentum and the steam that I had at 2019 and I want to sell this show because I want you to be able to watch me every day on television, not just on Instagram because Instagram doesn't pay me. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
They don't. So anyways, that's kind of the idea behind these shows. Uh, there'll be 99% of people who are so excited to be there. And then like the 1% of, you know, interns who have to like just go and take notes because their boss told them to. But in the meantime, we're going to trick everybody into thinking that I should have my own TV show. So I'm so excited you're on board. I'm so excited you're coming. And if you didn't make it to the show, don't worry. This is literally the tiniest theater I've played. It's like 200 seats. It's tiny. We are going to do a huge theater tour coming this spring. And we're probably going to announce at the end of January. So get very excited. Buckle up, baby. It's going to be awesome. You know, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. We're in it. It's a new decade, new year, new me. Actually, it's a new year, same old bullshit. I'm here to giggle. We're here to talk about absolutely nots. And we're here to manifest our truth. Speak it into existence. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. (laughs) Embarrassed for Satan. Oh, I'm sorry, Lucifer. Did you think you were going to show up in 2020, the new decade, and steal my joy from the Lord? (laughs) No, absolutely friggin' not. You know who shines bright like a diamond? Rihanna and my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know who else shines bright like a diamond? Each and every one of you listening. You want to know why? Because from my lips to God's ears, I want everybody to be blessed this year. (laughs) And honestly, for some of y'all, it can only go up from last year. Last year was a really wild ride and a great year. One of the best years of my life. The three years previous prior were the worst, darkest, deepest, nastiest years. So if you feel like, okay, 2019 sucked, it really can only go up from here. I'm going to tell you, kind of how I started my year. We'll get into Mexico in a minute, but one thing that happened to me is I started my 2020 so low, so bottom of the barrel, I shit myself at the Cancun airport. Well, not fully. It was a little bit of a sneak attack. I made it to the bathroom, but got to be honest with you, saw the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? Did not know if I was going to make it. If you've ever been to the Cancun airport, we went to Tulum to Christmas. Tulum's a really funky European part of Mexico. Really makes you feel like you're in the French Riviera. Like everyone's in thongs. It's a vibe. Everyone has just a full-blown tan. They wear, it's a lot of dudes with like, you know, uh, like Celine and like off-white Virgil Abloh, Abloh, whatever the hell his name is. Like like men in like Louis Vuitton bathing suits with like one feather dangly earring. You know what I mean? Where they are, but they're trying to look like hipster patchouli kind of like earthy guys, but it's like you have on off-white bathing suit bottoms. Like your bathing suit bottoms alone was somebody's like studio apartment rent in Miami Beach. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, we'll get into Tulum in a second. So Tulum's about like a two hours, hour and a half south of the Cancun airport. Cancun's very touristy, but when you get to the airport, now just so you know, even the Cabo airport, there is nothing to eat in these airports. It is like one Starbucks, a pharmacia, and like a Margaritaville, okay? So obviously I had to hit the Guy Fieri. I wanted a one-way ticket to Flavortown. Like, I'm like, let's fuck it up. I always stop at the Guy Fieri restaurant in the Cancun airport. And listen, I should have known better. Absolutely not, Heather. You knew better. Every time you come to the Guy Fieri restaurant, something traumatic happens. We got the trash can nachos, which come in this weird trash can. You flip them up upside down over the table or the the plate. You pull up the trash can, the nachos fall in what's supposed to be like a domino effect. And really and truly, it's just like really shitty, thinly sliced jalapenos just falling out the bottom. This isn't like an Art Basel moment, if you will. It's just nachos that were shoved in a can that looks like a 
tin trash can that they then flip upside down on your plate. We only had a little bit of time before the flight. We got the trash can nachos. I got the Vegas fries. Now, let me describe the Vegas fries. They're curly, thick. So they're like wedge fries, but that are cut where they almost have like a curly cue at the end. You know, when you're like slice, when you take knife, uh, not a knife, you got a knife or scissors and you do that really sharp edge that we're like against like, oh fuck, like a bow. If you're trying to make a bow on the end of, what am I trying to say? Like a present. But you know when you take the blade and whatever like bow material you're using and you almost slice your finger open by like cutting it really close and it makes that noise. I don't know why I'm talking about the noise, but regardless, that's what the fries look like. They were like a curly fry, but where they just kind of flipped up at the end. It wasn't like they were full curl because they were fat. They were like a wedge, like a wedge fry but then also had that little clip at the end. I've just fucking butchered that. Okay. I'm sorry. Mexico's fucked me up. Fries had a wasabi blue cheese. Now I'm going to go ahead and tell you this guy. I hope you're listening. I couldn't think of two flavors that couldn't go worse together. Like do a spicy wasabi blue cheese. What the fuck is that? I know you're trying to take me to Flavortown, but at this point you just took me to Diarrheaville. Okay. Cause about 0.3 seconds after I dipped one of those fat, weird wedge fries, which mind you, okay, you got the wasabi blue cheese and you got a side of buffalo sauce. Now, I don't know about you, but I thought that the fries were going to come fully loaded with the buffalo and the blue cheese, wasabi blue cheese, whatever the fuck it was on the fry. Now guy is making me do the work. So now I got to dip them. And then it came with, again, back to the curly cue when you're, when you're doing the, you know, the fancy ribbon on a present, so much shredded fucking celery and carrots. It wasn't like tangible, like you couldn't grab it with your hands and then like eat it with the fry. The accoutrements, the decorative added celery crudite, if you will, on top of the Vegas fries was bullshit. All you needed to do is give me some curly Q fries, some regular fucking blue cheese, and then the buffalo sauce. Why you'd mix buffalo with wasabi again, too much fucking heat. I don't care who you are. It's too much heat. But you know, he's all about the flavors. You know, he's got like a bang, bang sauce and a full throttle donkey sauce. And you're like, why did you bring a donkey, a barnyard animal into this? Absolutely not. Just call it a hot sauce. Call it guy's hot sauce. Long story short, we got that. We got some sliders. Uh, Then I spilled my mom's cappuccino all over the uh, trash can nachos. And I still ate them. I ate off the top. Do you know what I mean? Robin got some churros. We got all these things. So I'm shoveling shit in my mouth. And all of a sudden it hits me. I get about mm, six or seven bites, you know, a bite of each going around the table, really lazy Susaning it, kind of spinning a plate, grabbing a bite. And it hits me. And I say, I look at Jeff and I go, it's it. I, I'm about to shit myself. Ran to the bathroom, barely made it. I'm not even going to describe to you what happened to me because I'll just put it this way. I'm in a large public bathroom in Cancun and I had six women call out to me from separate stalls and go, are you okay? And honestly, one, appreciated the camaraderie, appreciated the wellness update, truly a wellness check. And I said, I don't know. And my voice started to quiver a little bit. And I had to translate a little bit in Spanish. You know what I mean? I had a couple people who said, are you okay in Spanish? And I could understand. And I said, como se dice? Unwell. No bueno. So I got on this flight and I said, I I think I, I, you know, I hope I make it. 
I made it back to Atlanta, but that's how my 2020 started. New Year's Day, essential immediate food poisoning from Guy Fieri's. And I thought for sure, I mean, I got diarrhea off and on in Mexico, but here's the thing. I said this last year, got to start shredding for the wedding between that and hopefully this parasite I'll get in Thailand. Like I'm hoping that, I mean, I listen, I came back from Mexico six pounds lighter and I've been eating half portions. My stomach, I just can't eat it all. And I don't even really have diarrhea anymore. I'm just letting you know that Mexico to me is a pure place. And the ceviche on the roadside stand didn't make me sick. It was immediate Guy Fieri. So Guy, I'd like a personal apology. And I'd like for you to explain to me why there's a wasabi blue cheese. And let me tell you something right now. I fuck up condiments. I'm a condiment queen. I will literally put 65 sauces out. I go to Chick-fil-A just to get every sauce. I invented this thing called the zipline dip a long time ago. I was super hungover one day and I lined up all my chicken nuggets and I had all of my dips out. And I said, you know what would be great? If there was a zipline that I could just connect my chicken nugget to one side of the zip line and literally let it run through all the sauces and then into my mouth. That's the kind of invent America baby genius I am. And my friend looked at me and goes, wow, Heather, you must be that hungover and you're also really fucking lazy. But this is the kind of like, you know, genius that I, that I just get struck with it when I'm hungover. And I thought of the zipline dip a while ago. Uh, haven't been able to get the patent on it. Still working on that patent pending. So don't try and steal my idea. Said it here first. But that's where I'm at. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I would fuck up a mixture of condiments. But wasabi and blue cheese, it's, it's unacceptable. And it's it just didn't need to happen. And I believe that was the main culprit for you know, essentially me shitting myself uh, January 1st. All of this being said, I just want to let you know, if you had a bad New Year's or if something right out the gate, January 1st, it sucked for you, just remember the year can only go up from here. Oh, it can only go up. It can only go up from Guy Fieri. I don't know about you, but uh, one of the goals that I have this year is to spend more time in bed. A little bit of getting freaky and a lot of just hell relaxing, okay? I had a real busy end of 2019 and I am excited to actually kick my feet up, relax and enjoy just taking some time off. And how am I going to do that? I'll tell you with my new damn sheets and comforter from Buffy. Buffy has changed the game. If you're like me and one minute you're freezing, the next minute you have hot, wild hormonal sweats and you can't figure out what to do, Buffy bedding will literally change your life. Listen, their products have over 17,000 five-star reviews plus an overall average rating of 4.5. So if you're a stickler about like looking at the stats, the analytics, if you will, literally the proof is in the pudding. It's right there. My biggest thing with Buffy bedding is it's just as soft on the planet as it is on your bed. We're all about being earth friendly right now. Their eucalyptus fiber isn't just softer than cotton, but it's more earth friendly and it's sourced from renewable forests, consumes 10% less water to grow and is transformed into ultra smooth fiber through a waste free production process. It's cruelty free and hypoallergenic. That's another big thing. If you're like me and you get some fancy new pillow, next thing you know, you're sneezing, you're wheezing, your eyes are blown up. That's because you're allergic. I need that hypoallergenic. I want to feel cozy without overheating. And honestly, I found Buffy. It's just a cult favorite comforter to pillows, to sheets. They literally have it all. I'm obsessed with them. I think you should try them out. Listen, Buffy offers a free trial, free shipping, and free returns every day. You can try their products on your own bed for free. And before you commit to buying, if you don't love it, return it at no cost. Here's the deal. All you have to do is go to Buffy.co and enter code absolutely for $20 off your Buffy. 
coffee bedding. Be comfortable in bed. Quit getting those night sweats. Quit hitting your husband in the middle of the night because he's driving you nuts. Actually, that's a personal problem. You got to deal with it. But in the meantime, go to Buffy, B-U-F-F-Y dot co, C-O, enter absolutely for $20 off your Buffy bedding. Now back to the podcast. Friends, I'm Jackie Schimmel, philanthropist, motivational speaker, glowing wife, animal rights activist, and a shoulder to cry on. Not really. I'm a crazy bitch, but a hoot and a half. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Bitch Bible, brace yourself, pour yourself a stiff drink, and get ready to laugh your ass off or cry. Make sure you subscribe yourself to The Bitch Bible Podcast right now. You're going to effing love it. So that's where we're at in our life. Got a lot of things planned. My real big goal this year is to sell my show and to make it. I want to manifest. I'm speaking it into existence right now. I want to be at the 2021 Golden Globes Emmys. Probably the Emmys is more, because that's at the end of the year, the Golden Globes, even if I sell the show and we shoot the pilot, I probably won't be able to do a whole season. I'm trying, I think what's realistic is the friggin' Emmys, but I'm going to say Golden Globes too, 2021. We got this, baby. We got this. Okay, so a little recap of my Mexican adventure. You know, I've been going down to Tulum. And if you don't know about Tulum, Tulum is just a really cool, it's very big, it's chic, it's eco, it's funky. Imagine if you took a bunch of expats and you put them on the beach somewhere, right? You took a bunch of people from like France and Europe and and Spain. It's all these like really cool Europeans. And they've all moved down to this gorgeous white sandy turquoise water part of the Gulf of Mexico. It's a, you know, like I said, two hours south of Cancun. Tulum is this hidden gem. There's incredible restaurants. There used to be nothing at all touristy about Tulum. It's like one way in, one way out on this beach road. And we stayed at Casamal which is Pablo Escobar's old estate, which was so funky. And this Colombian art dealer took over it years ago. So it's just got tons of art and the rooms are insane. And I really was like, I'm going to treat myself for the beginning of this trip. Where we fucked up was we decided to extend our stay through New Year's because we had friends coming down. So we got a condo, a beautiful Airbnb. It was great. If you were there anytime else during the year, it'd been easy to get to and from. We had to go three miles from the main beach drag up to our condo. One night, it took us an hour and a half to go three miles because literally to get to the beach, you're going down a tiny dirt road. At that point, like the first week during Christmas, it was relaxing, it was amazing. But then once all of our friends came in town and we had to move to our Airbnb, it became a clusterfuck of stress. I couldn't put my mom in a cab. People were trying to swindle us in the cab. Like just an FYI, when you go to Mexico, always negotiate the cab price before you get in. I mean, that's really anywhere, but specifically a high season in Mexico. One night we paid two. 150 pesos for a cab the next time to go literally three miles they want to charge us 1600 pesos uh, no no amigo lo siento mi espanol es muy pequeño muy malo but i know how to negotiate you know what i'm saying so it just became stressful and i realized i forget that like new year's is so hyped for me new year's has never been honestly ever a holiday I've enjoyed. I've never done it right. And even though we were in paradise with friends at the beach, to me, the whole night I was like, okay, I got to stay sober enough because I have to negotiate with the cab driver to get us three miles down the road, which should take 10 minutes. But because there were so many people trying to go to these nightclubs that were on the beach. I mean, there's a cool place called Gitano and two of my favorite restaurants, Arca, Mirror Mirror down there is amazing. But just because of the sheer amount of like, one, we're on a dirt road and two, it's like pitch black. 
And there were so many people trying to go to these like cool beach bars. I was just stressed. I was truly stressed the whole time. I couldn't put my mom in a cab by herself. Where our condo was, was like not very well lit. It was a beautiful new development, but it was still, there's moments when you're in Mexico and you could be at like the coolest place ever. And then you just go around the corner and you realize you're like, I forgot we're in Mexico. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that in a negative tone as in like, I've loved Mexico. I'm one with the people. I love the cuisine. I love the language. I'm feeling the vibe. But there are moments where you're like, oh shit, I forgot. I forgot I had to like kind of kick into where I was. One night, my sister's friends came in town from Atlanta and she was out partying. And listen, I don't care what anybody says. Absolutely not for me being a grandma, but we had moved to the condo and I was stressed until she got home okay because where our condo was, it was dark. You couldn't see where you were going. A lot of people didn't even, a lot of the cab drivers didn't even know the name of the new development. I was stressed. I was up till 3.45 in the morning waiting for her sorry ass to get home. You know, and this is who I've become. So the tail end of my trip was just, I was essentially like the safety police and nobody likes the safety police. You know, I was getting offered drugs. Hey, miss, hey, miss, miss lady, miss lady, cocaine, 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 marijuana. And you're like, oh, yes, but not now, sir. You know, my sister's little. She's got brittle baby bird bones. She is a criminal defense attorney. She's usually back in heat, not in Mexico. But I just had that moment where I I couldn't sleep well at night until I knew all my chickens were under one roof. And my mom was bitching. And then, of course, when my sister comes in the door, my mom acts like she's not mad anymore. My mom's like, you know, you're fine. You're home. But the entire time I had to listen to her bitch for four and a half fucking hours about what a degenerate my sister was. How she's staying up late. How she's drinking too much. And I'm like, you know what, mom? Say it to her face. But my mom does this every time. She bitches to me about my sister, about her being a floozy, a hussy, a lady of the night, staying up late, making her worry. And then as soon as she comes in and we know she's totally fine, it's like bygones be bygones. And I'm like, I haven't listened to you, bitch, for six and a half hours. And now you're just going to let it roll off your skin? Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. I thought about setting all my sister's cute clothes from Zara on fire just to one, send a smoke signal out through the jungle to let uh, the cab driver know where to drop her and two, just to let her know that I was pissed, that I couldn't sleep. So first part of my trip relaxing, the end of the trip, I didn't go to bed before 4 a.m. a single night. I was either babysitting, navigating, because I don't know about you, since my dad's died, I've kind of, I've not stepped into the role of my dad as in like, it's just interesting how like role dynamics change in the family. Like now I'm the muscle. I'm the one who like does all of her travel. I put us in an Uber. I make the dinner reservations. You know, I just kind of like keep everybody together. My mom at no point, at no point even absorbed the name of the hotel we were staying at. I wanted to send her home early from dinner one night and this was fine. I didn't mind putting her in a cab just on the beat along the main beach road. Easy. I was like, mom, where, where's our hotel? She goes, I don't know. I'm like, you don't know we're staying at Casa Malca? We've only said it a million times. Like, I have no idea what the hell the name of the place is. And I'm like, this is what I'm dealing with. I just need everybody to stay at 10 and 2. Stay alert. Just know where the hell you are. And listen, Mexico is a wonderful, beautiful, safe place. But it just got, once that New Year's vibe came in and I knew that all the quote unquote burners were there, all the partiers were there, I said, great, this is when you have to be careful. Because they don't want to fuck with me. They want to fuck with some dumbass girl from like USC who's walking on the beach in a white thong with butterfly wings on going to a fucking EDM concert in the jungle. That's a bitch who's going to get a bad dose of Molly, you know, or accidentally go down a dark alley to buy some drugs. Next thing you know, she's in the crossfire of two cartels. I'm not about that life. I'm not. 
I'll tell you what, though, if you do go down to Tulum on your way back, you absolutely, without a doubt, must, and I'm pissed we didn't do it, stop, and you're going to think I'm fucking crazy. Absolutely, yes, to stopping at the H&M. That is in Playa del Carmen. Playa del Carmen's got a big, they call it Fifth Avenue. It's a lot more built up. It's much more touristy, but that H&M is the cleanest H&M. They have the best swag. I would fly back to Mexico just to go to that H&M. I've been going to that one for years. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Best H&M in the world, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Easy breezy, right below the Thompson Hotel on Fifth Avenue. But yeah, if you're going into Tulum, stay at Casa Malca. It was amazing. Uh, the Nomad's next door. The Nomad, okay, let me tell you what happened one day at lunch. The Nomad is this like bungalow, cool, chic. Everything down in Tulum is not like your typical hotel. Everything is very much so like inspired by Europeans. It's just very chic. Now, the problem is there is apparently a documentary out called like What's Wrong with Tulum or or how something like Destroying Tulum. Basically how Tulum got built up and it was so perfect and then it got built up so quickly that the infrastructure isn't strong enough to hold like their sewer system and all of these things. It's right in the jungle. So there's a beach side and the jungle side. Well, Apparently, like then, once the wool was pulled over my eyes, I was like, oh, okay, I see that like, oh, that's why it smells like sewage around the corner because, you know, they never properly installed any sort of sewer system. So then I become also a little jaded. You know what I mean? Like everything's popping up. Now, again, go there. It's amazing. It's incredible. But I also then started to feel like kind of like an asshole. It's like, am I a part of the problem? You know, they're very big on recycling and composting, composting, all that shit. But then we were at the Nomad, which is like uber chic. It's right next to Casa Malka. The Nomad is that place where everybody is is in a thong. And listen, I have been trying to make conservative bathing suits where they hold you in in the front, but then your ass cheeks are a full thong in the back. I don't know about you. I love my body. I love my ass, but I want to like hold everything together in the front. So again, putting that on the vision board, we're going to do you know, thong one pieces that hold up your titties. But everybody at this hotel, the Nomad, was in a thong. Like to the point where you're like, we get it. Okay. Oh, oh, you, oh your body's airbrushed. Oh, it's airbrushed. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I've got it. Now shut it down. So anyways, we go to the Nomad and we sit down at this table and this guy, I thought he was speaking in a Russian accent almost like with a touch of German. So, okay, we sit down at this table. The table is set for six, but they seat us there anyways. And we're like, great, we're having lunch by the beach. It's going to be great. Next thing you know, this guy runs up to our table, like five minutes later, huge, what I thought was maybe like a German Danish guy, but with a thick like Russian accent. It's like, no, that is our table. Give us our table back. That is my table. And so literally Jeff's like, fuck you. I'm not getting up. The New Yorker pops out, you know? And he's like, no. And then the guy, this like tiny little uh, cabana guy runs over to us. He's like, hey, we'll move you to a table next door. That guy's reserved that table. I was like, okay, yeah, but we've been here, but whatever. I'm not going to argue, whatever. We'll move to a smaller table. There's only four of us, fine. But the guy was such a prick about it, whose table it was. So he sits down. We move to a table next to him. He's sitting there for like 45 minutes. Nobody showed up. Jeff's huffing and puffing. He's like beating his chest. He's like, oh, I'm about to fuck this guy up. I'm going to let him know what's good. Oh yeah. Okay. You're going to knock us out of our table. Then I'm like, wait, Jeff, hold up. He's speaking Russian. Then he starts speaking perfect Spanish and it clicked. I was getting so nervous. I literally grabbed Jeff. Now Jeff is honestly a lot of bark, no bite. Like he's a gentle teddy bear. I don't think Jeff would have like really started something. I was like, Jeff, let it go. Once I heard the guy speak Russian and then Spanish, I fucking panicked. I was like, oh no, he like runs the cartel, okay? Fully runs a cartel. 
It's a new year. And I'm sure a lot of us have New Year's resolutions. My resolution is to truly not give a shit anymore. But I am going to look great doing it in fabulous athleisure from one of my favorite brands on earth, Fabletics. They basically make looking like you're about to go to the gym the easiest job in the world. I go online, enter my email address, take their 60 second style quiz. And the next thing you know, they literally send me every suggestion of like matching outfits. That's my biggest thing. I may not go to the gym, but if I walk outside the gym, I'm at least going to have on a cute athleisure matching outfit. That's my goal for 2020. Lay off me, Karen. Okay. I'm starving. Here's the deal. I've got a special exclusive offer just for my absolutely not listeners. What you can do is right now, my audience can get two leggings. That's right. Two pairs of leggings for only $24. That's a $99 value as a VIP by using my special link. I'm going to tell you the link in a second, but the cool thing is my favorite leggings are anything that's high-waisted. I want to suck it in. I want to hold it in. Fabletics truly, I think, has an amazing, incredible, high-quality product that's going to make you look chic and take the brain power out of it for you. I don't have to get up and try and pull together some sports bra that's barely even going to fit over my head, that's not going to fit over my tits, pants that got to have a hole in the crotch. Again, I may not go to the gym, but I want to at least look like I'm trying to go to the gym. Go on fabletics.com, fill out their style quiz, give them your email address, and the next thing you know, you will have all the athleisure you could ever imagine at your fingertips. All you have to do is go to fabletics.com backslash absolutely not. And again, you'll get two pairs of leggings for only $24. That's a $99 value. Truly, I'm obsessed with Fabletics. They are helping me feel chic and put together in the new year. Again, go to fabletics.com backslash absolutely not for my exclusive offer. Now back to the podcast. So then at this point, I'm literally like throwing like chips in Jeff's face, like trying to distract him. Like, oh, Jeff, look over there. There's a bird because Jeff is now doing this to piss me off because he knows I'm fully fucking panicking. So he's just talking shit. He's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to let this guy know what's up. I'm going to let him know what's good. And I'm like, I'm not letting you die in Mexico. My favorite show in the world was Narcos. You look cross-eyed at a cartel member. You're fucking dead, homie. Like, that's just what it is. That's what it is. So I'm not even going to play this game. And Jeff's trying to puff his chest like he's a puffer fish. I'm like, I'm done. (sighs) I finally got him to cool down. But that's the thing. When you go down to these places, you got to keep your eyes and ears open. Now, I talked about it on Instagram. I saw a deal go down, guys. I saw something go down. I don't even know if it's smart for me to be talking about it. But let me just tell you what I saw. Now, my best friend Raymond saw it too. I'm not going to tell you where we were. I can't give away those details. I don't know if these people follow me. I'm not trying to die today. But I for sure, without a doubt, saw this deal go down. We're at this really fancy, actually surprising Italian restaurant that was near the condo we were staying at, which clearly all the like really rich Tulum, rich Mexican guys, this is where they lived. Very fancy, not on the beach where it's touristy. Very fancy. So we're having dinner there. Ray and I are sitting next to each other, shoulder to shoulder. My mom and my sister are sitting across from us. Jeff's at the head of the table, but Jeff's back. My mom and my sister's back are all like facing against what we see happen. All of a sudden I see this guy come up and he's a very attractive young man. He almost kind of looks like, who's married to Leighton Meester? You know who I'm talking about. I can't think of his name. Chase? No, that's not Chase. Whatever. That guy. You know what I'm saying? Brody, what's his name? 
Anyways, this guy's really attractive. He's walking up and he's got a suitcase and he's just yelling at these two other guys who are running the restaurant. And he's like, I'm done. I'm done. The cab driver dropped me off in the middle of nowhere. And he's speaking in English. He's like, but with a, with a, uh, you know, a little, little accent. He's like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. That cab driver just dropped me off in the middle of nowhere. I'm pissed. So the two guys who are running this restaurant, okay, the whole night, one guy's in like, um, a onesie from Morocco, like this cool chic caftani onesie moment that's made out of this really nice linen that I did say, I said, sir, I like your onesie. He's like, oh, it's from Morocco. Next thing you know, they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Calm down, calm down. They throw him in the back of a Hummer and then they just drive him off. So there's like a couple waiters still left at the restaurant and this woman who runs a restaurant, but these two young guys have just put this guy in a Hummer with a suitcase and he's left. Five minutes later, the Hummer comes back. Literally, the guy who showed up with the suitcase is no longer in there. The two guys who are in the car who are running this restaurant get out of the car separately in a weird way. Like one of them walks out the, the passenger side and like walks around the car in a weird way. The other one makes a beeline the other way. I was like, why aren't you guys getting out of the car like kind of chit-chatting? It was the oddest thing. Then the next thing you know, out of nowhere, this cab driver pulls up. He starts talking to the guys. He's screaming at the guys. The guys hand him a bunch of money. There's words exchanged. I see a suitcase being exchanged from the Hummer back into the taxi. This guy's lickety split out of there. Then, of course, the guy looks directly at me. So there's a guy in a onesie, I want you to imagine. And then there's another guy running the restaurant who's clearly like the owner's son. And he's like a really good looking, very fair skinned, almost like almost like green eyed, very sexual looking man. And he's in like a typical Tommy Bahama shirt. So the guy in the Tommy Bahama shirt looks directly at Ray and I. And I literally like Ray and I look at each other at the same time. Like, is he looking at us? This is when I know I'm like, oh, they know that we know that they know that we all know that something just went down. Next thing you know, without skipping a beat out of nowhere, this old guy, old guy who clearly owns the entire fucking neighborhood comes out of the super fancy restaurant, lights a cigar, points to the two younger guys, the guy in the onesie and the guy in the Tommy Bahama shirt, like come like almost like a mom. So like sit down, we got to talk about what just happened. Sits down. This guy douses himself in bug spray. That's a big thing. Let me tell you, even the Mexican guys down there that live in the jungle are still trying to douse themselves with bug spray. All right, there's too many fucking bugs in that jungle. I got eaten alive. Next thing you know, they're all sitting at this table and Ray and I are, I'm like, Ray, what the fuck did we just witness? He goes, I don't know, but that other dude that originally showed up with the suitcase it is has not returned. Okay. They clearly took that other suitcase, put it in the taxi suit, like something like, a, like an exchange of money. All of these things just started to, to move hands. Then basically the mob boss sits down. This woman out of nowhere brings a plate out for him, a drink. He's got like a special thing set up. The other two younger guys have to sit down and explain to him what just happened. I literally was like, Garcon, we need to check. We got to go. They're now looking back at my table because they know that we know that they know that something just went down. I mean, I'm afraid telling this story. I'm not even giving you that much detail. And I'm worried. I'm scared friggin' straight. MSNBC locked up raw straight. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I witnessed something. I witnessed something that probably shouldn't have. So a lot of y'all been begging me on Instagram to tell you about what I saw. What I saw is what I saw. And that's all I can tell you. But without a doubt, without a even twinge in my mind, I saw a deal go down. And at that moment, I was like, I'm kind of ready to go home. I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm ready. I saw too much. I came, I conquered, and now mama is um, ready for a nap. 
And honestly, I was ready for a Houston's, you know, and listen, the food in Mexico is fresh as hell. I'm not eating it. Some senor frogs, some bullshit. I mean, at like really incredible restaurants. The cool thing about Tulum is they have all these chefs that came from like Noma, which is this like famous restaurant in Copenhagen. That was like the number one restaurant in the world. Two guys came from there and they opened this place called Arca. And so you can get really high end like Michelin star restaurants in Tulum. But you'll also see a drug deal go down and there might not be any plumbing. This is what I will tell you. Some of these hotels are eco chic. If they say eco chic, that basically just translate to no fucking air conditioning. I don't know about you, but even if it's like January, I mean, it was still 85 degrees every day. I don't fuck with no air conditioning. That's my personal A to B like moment. I don't do that. So I'm just warning you. If you see a hotel that says eco chic, that means you're going to be sweating in a mosquito net. Don't do it to yourself. Absolutely not. What's an absolute yes from the trip? Absolutely yes to spending good time. Good times, good people, great marks. I lost six pounds. Yes, from the diarrhea, but also, and I've said this before, every time I go to Europe, the food is just pure. I ate tacos, Tostitos every day, huevos rancheros every single morning, and I still came back and lost about six to eight pounds. Didn't work out once. Did not work out a single time. Went for maybe a leisure stroll. I was drinking every day at about mm, 11 a.m. Lost weight. You want to know why? Because when there's no preservatives in the food, your body metabolizes it differently. Plain and simple. I got a buddy, Hunter. Shout out to Hunter. He lost like 50 pounds. He moved to Guadalajara to open a gym there. And he's not Mexican. His partner, Franz, is Mexican. And he's like, yeah, there I lost like 50 pounds just living in Mexico. I'm not even barely working out. It's just because I'm not eating this shitty food in America. Absolutely, yes, to coming back thin. We're going to get even more in shape. It's not about a number. I just want to feel great for my wedding. Absolutely, yes, Mexican chips. It doesn't matter if you get barbecue or, you know, sour cream and cheddar. Everything has a little bit of a, like a lemon, like a lemon, a lime flavor to them. Everything's got a touch of citrus and I'm here for it. Ooh, you know what I did when I was drunk? I got a white pizza, Blanco pizza, quattro formaggi, quattro queso if you're, you speak Spanish, slice open some lemons, put a little arugula on that, douse that thing in salt and pepper and lemons or lime, change your life. If you're not putting lemon or lime or some sort of citrus drizzled on your pizza, I got to be honest with you, you're missing out. You're missing out. It's the way to go. Absolutely yes to more citrus. I love a fruit water. You know, you could put cat litter, but also then put a cucumber in my water and I would drink it. Wouldn't even notice the chunks. That's how much I am easily like persuaded, swayed by fruit water. So give me a chip with a little lemon or lime action. I'm fucking hooked. I'm grade A hooked. I don't know about you, but if you're like me and you're marrying a guy who loves a Cartier watch, but you refuse to pay top dollar for it, I'm going to consign it and get it from the most authenticated luxury consignment store out there from the real, real. I'm talking, they got that Louis Vuitton, that Gucci, that Rolex, honey, that Cartier and hundreds of more brands up to 90% off retail. That's the real, real. You can shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion and streetwear, as well as the cool thing is fine jewelry, watches, art and home. If you had a Picasso sitting somewhere in the back of your house, pull it out, honey, and sell it on that real, real. They get new arrivals every day and they go through a meticulous process of 
of making sure that they're authentic. In fact, the Real Real employees over a hundred brand specialists, gemologists, horologists. I don't know what that means, but that means they're into something. Do you know what I'm saying? Needless to say, they have the right people to do the job to really make sure that everything that they're putting out into consignment has authentically gotten that stamp of approval. You can shop luxury in the sustainable way. Go online, download the app, or visit one of their stores in Soho, West Hollywood, or their new location, Honey, 870 Madison Avenue in New York. Here's the deal. You can even get the white glove service where they do a free in-home pickup today. I'm not even kidding you. My mom has some really crazy pieces of furniture worth a lot. I wouldn't have known any different. And I called the real real and they literally came to her house, picked them up and they're taking the dirty work out of our hands. You can shop in store online or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code real. Just go to the real promo code real for 20% off select items. Now back to the podcast. What else? What else we got going on? I mean, absolutely yes to just thriving. Absolutely not. Okay. You know what? Let's even get into it. Absolutely friggin' not to these CrossFit couples. I talked about it on Instagram. Yeah, I get it that everybody down there was in a thong, but we got to talk about this. CrossFit couples on vacation have got to fucking stop. It is 7 a.m. I am hungover eating huevos rancheros. I've had 16 mimosas. Why am I watching you and, and your husband do wind sprints down the fucking beach? You know, it's worse when they don't even wear sneakers and they have those webbed amphibian like lizard shoes. You know, you've seen them at, at Barry's boot camp, and I've talked about this before. You're on a treadmill and then the next guy next to you doesn't have on Nikes. He has those amphibian fucking weird web shoes. Like, get the fuck out of here. I absolutely do not have time for that. So riddle me this. I'm sitting there at breakfast and then I see a, a woman who's about, I don't know, 5'2", bench pressing her husband. Not even like they're going for a morning walk. They're doing some yoga. They're stretching their hammies, getting a cool downward dog, you know, sun salutation, becoming one with the earth. This woman is bench pressing her fucking husband, grunting, like, Johnny, we got six more. I was furious. I almost threw a knife at him. Why are exercise couples the worst? said it on Instagram. I'll say it again. Even if Jeff and I got a wild hair up our ass and listen, we're trying to train. We're, we're, I need to get physically active again. I love being physically active. I've lost all my muscle definition. That's really what I want to do is just build muscle again. But even if Jeff and I became runners, which we would never because we're both too top heavy, my tits hurt when I run. I would at least be like, hey, babe, we're not going to run together because I'm not going to want to talk to you. I'm going to want to listen to a podcast or listen to like, you know, I don't know, the Spice Girls. Like, I'm not going to want to fucking chit chat with you while we go for a jog. What I'm going to want to do is go back to my hotel room while you're out for your run. Take a nice peaceful shit where I can't have you bothering me, where I don't have to feel rushed. I don't have to turn on the water, music, anything. I just do my thing. You come back. You then take your peaceful shit. I tell you I'm going to go out, you know, go for a run, but I don't. I go to the beach bar at 8 a.m. and I get 65 Mai Tais. You know, maybe a sex on the beach. Maybe then after you're done shitting, then you come out, have a couple Mai Tais, and then we just have sex on the beach. The fact that I got to watch you bench press your husband. Also, listen, it's enough. It's an absolute friggin' enough with the, I got to be just as strong as him. I learned that the hard way moving furniture with Jeff. 
Thought he was going to kill me. Thought I could pick up a 350 pound marble table. Almost lost a limb. And Jeff at one point grabbed me and he goes, sweetie, I love you. I'm so glad you're empowered. I'm so glad you feel strong. I'm glad I'm marrying a strong woman. But can you please not try and kill yourself and throw out your back by proving to me that you're a she-man? And in that moment, I said, you're right, Jeff, I'm doing too much. And that's an absolutely not. But what an assault on my own personal vacation to have to sit there in my, you know, I'm already in my bathing suit by 9 a.m. I'm ready to go, roared up, having two mimosas, getting a huevos rancheros, maybe a chili rellenos. I love desayuno. That's breakfast. And then I got to listen to you, Claire, huffing and puffing down the friggin' beach, chasing your idiotic nomadic meathead husband Well, you both have t-shirts on that say CrossFit Austin, I'm done. You've ruined my morning. You've ruined my vacation. Take a chill pill. Guess what? On the seventh day, God made Sunday to rest. You can't have days off. No days off is some bullshit. Take a day off. Have a chimichanga. Look into each other's eyes. Maybe take a day off. Make a vision board. Also, I love it. Everyone's so, I got to be shredded. You know what I like? Shredded cheese. Shredded lettuce on my nachos. No body fat. Well, guess what? When your face gets old, Claire, my face, I'll look young and fresh as a daisy. Why? Because I have collagen and still, you hear it? Little baby fat in there. Everybody wants to be thin, but did you see the Golden Globes? Like I saw the Golden Globes the other night. Everybody looked like a hot friggin' mess. Everybody needs fillers. They're all too thin. It's too much. A little fat would do us some good, okay? You guys make fun of, you know, chubbies now. Well, let me tell you what. Give me 30 years. I'm going to look friggin' fantastic. Well, your face looks older than all hell. Your face is going to look like an old kneecap. Yeah, I said it. You want to know why? Because you haven't given your body a break and eating a fucking carb or a sandwich in nine months. Also, when I see CrossFit women on like Instagram and they're doing the fucking, you know, oh my God, they're like pushing tires across railroad tracks. I'm like, it's enough. Absolutely not. We do not have to be as strong as the men physically. You want to know why we can be strong and healthy, but we don't also have to like, like be men. I can wake up on my vacation, get a massage by 9 a.m. and have 16 shrimp tacos by 10 a.m. You want to know why? Because that's what I choose to do. That's me living my truth, bitch. Also, side note, Jeff, you know, I've said this before, but women are the superior sex just when it comes to everything. Jeff's got a cold. He wasn't feeling great towards the tail end of Mexico. And we're all kind of like back and forth. And he's in New York right now. I'm in Atlanta. And he called me and he's like, oh, Heather, I took a, a day quill and a Excedra migraine tonight. I'm like, here's my thing. I always carry like a small medicine cabinet with me, but I've got my oil of oregano. I've got the acid reflux medicine. I got the, you know, the Zannies if you need it. And he always like, oh, you have so many pills. I'm like, yeah, but I actually know how to take the pills. Like I'm only taking what I need. Tonight he took an Excedrin migraine, which has oodles of caffeine. And everyone knows that. And a Dayquil, which is as methamphetamines. It's a tweaker one. I said, babe, did you have to show them your license? He goes, yeah. I said, you're going to call me at 5 a.m. And you're going to be literally doing laps in Times Square. You'll have walked from our apartment 30 blocks north. 
and you'll literally be tweaking, scratching your skin off by the TKTS booth because you took too many uppers. And that's a wrap. That's on God. I said, did you not even think A, to ask a pharmacist whether that was too much? I said, why did you take DayQuil? It's 9 p.m. at night. He's like, no, it's the day. I don't know. I didn't, why should I take the NyQuil around 11 p.m.? I'm like, that's in two hours. The sun's gone down, Jeff. How he has made it on this planet thus far, wild. Wild to me. Highly intelligent man, but you didn't think to read the ingredients in Excedrin and a DayQuil? Fucking wild to me. Absolutely yes to Mexico. Absolutely yes to taking time off. Absolutely not to drugs in Mexico. Absolutely not to CrossFit couples in Mexico. Absolutely not to Jeff taking drugs in America because he never even reads what anything's made of. But he has the audacity to make fun of me and my Lisa Renna bag of pills. Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely friggin' not. (laughs) Child's play, sir. Child's friggin' play. Guys, I feel like this year is going to be really great. And thank you for letting me kind of break down what I did over the holidays. Thank you for letting me get a couple things off my chest. We're going to be back next week with interviews. And I promise to bring you a lot of great interviews this year. Y'all, it was hard being on the road. It was really hard to try and nail down people. And I think, again, I want to stay true to who I am and the people that I care about. If there is anybody that you want me to interview, please let me know. Like tweet at me, Heather K. McMahon. Slide in my DMs on Instagram. I definitely want to get people into the studio that you love, but hopefully I can really crank out some great interviews. But again, I'm not doing Vanderpumps. I'm not doing ding dongs. If I like them and I find them interesting, I want this to be an honest, absolutely yes conversation, but I want it to be authentic. I'm not bringing in Julianne Huffin in my studio so we can talk about her fucking Tony Robinson pyramid scheme, motivational bullshit. Have y'all seen these videos online? Just watch it. Julianne and Derek are trying to do some bullshit Tony Robbins, like motivational, dramatic, swindle people out of their money, tell them they're not worth anything. I I can't with that woman. Jackie Schimmel, a dear friend of mine, she and I both agree on how much we can't stand Julianne Huff. I'm going to get some footage for you and and I maybe I get Julianne Huff on the podcast and let her, her explain herself. It's too much. It's insufferable. Do not let anybody swindle you into buying into some bullshit program this year that you need to pay somebody money to be a better version of yourself. You want to be a better version of yourself? Follow me. I'll keep it 100. I'll tell you where you need to go on vacation, what you need to do. Don't take drugs. You know what you can do though when you get to Mexico? Go to the pharmacia. Buy whatever the fuck you need. You got diabetes medicine? Go to Mexico. It's fucking cheaper. You need Zannies? Go to Mexico. I'll tell you what, you can walk right in there. I need tramadol. My ovary exploded. Bam, there you go. Half price. Cleaner too. I don't trust Big Pharma. Absolutely not to Big Pharma. You and I both know they got a cure for cancer, but they're hiding it somewhere in a vault somewhere in Colorado because Pfizer makes too much damn money. Wow, we could really get crazy. On that note... (laughs) I'm going to end here. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise, you know what I promise to do? Whistleblowing some more shit this year. I'm going to blow the ass off the elephant. Not really. When I go to Thailand, I'm going to actually try and put the elephant's ass back on because apparently they're falling off over there. And I plan on going to a wonderful place in Chiang Mai, Northern Thailand to, you know, to work with, with the conservation and bring awareness and try and help the elephants. But when it comes to conspiracy theories and Big Pharma blowing the ass off the elephant, metaphorically speaking. I'm excited about what this year has in store for us. I feel like we're just going to crush it, but we got to stay focused. We got to giggle. 
The world's getting crazy out there. Stick with me, kid. I got you. Do not listen to Julian Huff. Do not. Stick with me. I'll start doing cult motivational speeches. And you know what we'll do? We'll do a slideshow on all the reasons why I can't with Julianne Huff. I love you. I miss you. I am so excited for this year. Remember, click subscribe. Do all of the things. Stay tuned. We're adding more tour dates. Please check in. Check the Instagrams. Tell more of your friends to follow me. Let's make this go viral. 2020 is a year we all together as a collective sell my TV show. I want to do big things and I want to be in each and every one of your households. And I want another reason for your husbands to love me. You know, maybe they don't get the Instagram, but you know what they're going to get? Me, topless on their television. I'm kidding. I haven't written that into the script, but maybe I should. Fuck it. Everybody in Tulum was in thongs. I'm going to live my truth on my own TV show. Tits up, tits out, baby. I love each and every one of you. Remember, let's make this our year. It can only go up from here. If you almost pooped your pants in the Cancun airport, it can only go up from here. We got this. We're going to make this the best year of our lives. You know why? Because we're going to do it together. I love each and every one of you. See you next week on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Absolutely yes to all the exciting things we have in store this year. Love you, my babies. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Arrivederci. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.